Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody? My name is Garrett Morlang. Hey, everybody. I'm JJ Prudhomme. And we are the Super Gamer Boys. And we are the preeminent video game podcast in the entire world. We are trying to take over the world with all of our comedy, with news and whatnot. And we are so excited to be members of the HP Video Game Podcast Network. Yes, we bring you uh, all the news you want to know every week. We bring you movie reviews, game reviews, uh, and all the goofs you want to hear. So come check us out every Wednesday on your favorite podcast service. This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. Hey, yeah, you. Did you know that Arcast is on Patreon? Go check out patreon.com slash Arcast for ways to help out the show and get some sweet perks in return. It could be something small such as our $1 tier to show your support. Or join one of our higher tiers to get a shout out, pick an episode topic, or even be a part of the show as a special guest. Even just sharing our show to your friends goes a long way. Once again, that's patreon.com slash Arcast. Thanks for helping us and keep it retro. What's up, Argonauts, and welcome to another Retro Gaming Podcast. This is episode 163 of the Rcast. I am your host, David Gilton, and with me is the man from Denver, Robert Workman. It's not an E3 show. It's an ARG3 show. That's right. Since we're not going to E3, we thought we'd go ahead and have a nice little pre-E3 spectacular. We've got the most guests that we've ever had on our show here. And boy, oh boy, let me just run down who we got here. We got most of our local nutcase friends on our show here. We got Evan, who's dragging a dead body in the background. Say hi, Evan. Uh, Konnichiwa, my bashes and wenches. Sorry, uh, I'm just mounting a ruckus from Rage 2 on my wall. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Way to go. We got Jake James Lugo here. What's up, Jake James? It's good to see you guys. Again, I hope you're all excited for E3. It's coming very soon. It really mm-hmm. is. We got, of course, Andre Tipton, a.k.a. Shaq. What's up, Andre? <laughs> I'm back. E3's coming up soon. Awesome. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> It's check free, it's check free. Of course, we got, back, baby. <laughs> we got Tony Polanco, Rum You Death. What's up, Tony? So they're having E3 this year, right? Just making sure. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, it, right. It's happening. First time ever, too. Yeah. I think, I think, and I think it's in Santa Monica. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But And to get this, a few weeks ago, we had uh, Danny Pena from Gamertag Radio. He swore we would never get Paris Lilly on the show. Well, guess what, bitches? We got Paris Lilly on the show. Paris, my boy. Boo Boo, what's up? How you doing, man? You <laughs> called me Boo Boo. You just called him Boo Boo. What? <laughs> we, he called me Boo Boo first. What's up, 
embarrassed. <laughs> he's he's going to hang up now. Watch. He's going to hang up. <laughs> he's like silent right now. He oh, is. He's on mute. He's trying to avoid laughing. <laughs> Paris. No, that no, that was the awkward silence to make you think. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> think about what you just said. <laughs> no, no, but no, no. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. This, this should be a lot of fun talking E3. Yeah, you're the only one going to E3, kind of. You're going like half the week and then you're going to try to squeeze in the very last cyber point appointment ever i guess i don't know well we were talking about this before about how like they're losing like half of like the uh, media or like press from like last year so that yeah really i saw that tweet and I, I i can say from my standpoint because a lot of people get mad on me at twitter for saying this i believe people get mad because, on twitter oh yeah all the time <laughs> but uh yeah. e3 as much as I love going to E3 to to see everyone, to see all your friends, do all that kind of stuff, E3's lost its relevance over the past few oh, yeah. years. More and more. Excuse me. Get the sound effects <laughs> from Evan. <laughs> more and more of these companies are doing their own thing. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, Microsoft is not at E3. They weren't at E3 last year. They're across the street. Sony is not there. EA hasn't been there going on year four now. Nintendo basically had to be begged to stay. So... More and more companies are just doing their own thing. I think E3 still has a place in this industry. I still think it can have relevance, but it's going to have to reinvent itself from what it currently is. I think it's going to need to turn into more of a third party developer slash indie type show and highlight those games. Whereas the big guys, Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony, you know, your Ubisoft of the world, EA, they're going to do their own thing. And honestly, it makes a lot of sense. And I know people get mad when I say that, but. That's just. To me, but the thing is, that just turns it into another PAX East or a PAX uh, West, uh, a PAX Prime. I completely agree. I yeah, agree. I'm fine with that, though. I'm fine with uh, that. The problem is, I mean, it, it's how it started and how it turned into something it shouldn't have been. It started as like a press show and then it turned into a public fiasco. I mean, like Tom Oley, who works over there at Evolve PR, he reported this tweet this morning. Based on the official media list between 2017 and 2019, there's been a 53% drop in the number of media outlets in attendance at the show and a 12% drop in influencers. That's saying something in terms of wow. the focus of the show. So, I mean, there's still some excitement in terms of the announcements that come from the show. But if you've taken a look over the last couple of weeks, we start to see Sora announcements before the show, like THQ Nordic's doing announcements before the show. Ubisoft has already dropped words about Watchdog Legion. You know, we're seeing leaks. We've seen Walmart Canada do shit, you know, all sorts of stuff. So I, I like to add something to that because I don't think it's just the, you know, the lack of like bigger announcements, or at least the perceived nature that there's a lack of like, you know, surprises that are going to be at the show, or at least a lack of excitement. I think also with the drop in the media and the influence, I think the majority of them, like on top of those numbers that feel like that, are just probably from people that just don't want to deal with the headache of going to E3 the way the show is now. Because keep this in mind, the last couple of years, because I've gone the last five years and most of us have gone the last couple of years. So we've seen that transition here and there about the show. One of the biggest things that I noticed is all the extra people coming in and with all the extra people, you know, as far as like the public being let in and stuff, it's become less of a trade show and trying to be more like Comic-Con. And I think that a lot of people, especially people in the media and especially industry people like publishers, devs, PR people, they just don't like that because it becomes very hectic. It becomes very congested and becomes very, very annoying to when you're trying to do your stuff throughout that entire week. Remember, it's not just three days for us. It's like a week for us out there. So dealing with all that with the people out there with just this conglomerate of just mass of people that are just going into that convention center that's probably got to contribute something to it 
I mean, especially when you consider that you have to book appointments uh, even more so than that PAX East, for example, because like, there's like, a lot of like red you tape get you have to go through still. Part. Exactly, yeah. And you have to go through like, the foot traffic and all that stuff for sure. So it, it just doesn't make sense. And I think Paris is on the money as far as like E3 need to rebrand itself in some way. I don't know about like rebranding itself as being like focused on like indies or like third party studios just because like that would necessarily be Here's like downscaling. And- Here's the thing though. They're doing that now. They're rebranding themselves now and they're rebranding themselves in the wrong way in my personal opinion because they're trying to be like a PAX and they're trying to be like a Comic-Con because again, I say Comic-Con because that's the bigger show in some regard, but I feel like they're just doing that in the wrong way. I think that if they had a couple more people on there that were a little bit much more minded as far as organizing the event to still give those industry people the peace of mind to get that business done and still have it feel like a trade show on top of all this other stuff that them wanting to be an actual like convention and expo, I think if they could find a good medium and compromise there, then the show would be a lot better off and you wouldn't be seeing all these companies leave like that. Now, would you think a change of venue might be the answer? Because a lot of people have been no, saying like the no, convention honestly. center Los Angeles isn't the answer. I don't think so. I don't think that's it's really the venue. Now, granted, they're going to go to a newer venue. They're probably going to go to a bigger venue next year. Remember, this year's supposed to be the last year they're in LA. Uh-huh. But I think it's not even the setting that's the problem. It's just the way that they're organized and the way that they're trying to present the show to people over the last couple of years, I think is the real issue here. Because they could still stay in that venue if they were able to do so. But like I said, if they were able to compromise both industry and the public stuff while still being able to be profitable like that, then the show would be much better off. Again, do something similar to like what PAX does. Because granted, PAX is a public show. PAX is like one of those expos where the public could just go in and check out stuff. But you hardly ever hear about industry people complaining about the type of stuff that they complained about over the last couple of years at E3. Well, it's because like the focus has always been on like being uh, fans, and so that the expectations has already been there. Whereas like E3 has always been like this like press show, pretty much. So it's just like that that transition right now is still very much awkward, and um, it's it's been that way for like the you know past like few years, I'd say. And um, it's going to take some time, I feel like, for E3 to really to rebrand itself in some way if they hope to survive with all the other conventions that have been, you know, popping up over the years. Can I just play devil's advocate and uh, feel free to send the hate to at new Otaku Man 5000 at Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I miss at Shaquille O'Neal. I, I miss the I miss the old days. <laughs> yeah, I miss the first E3. I miss I miss where it was. Well, you've been there. I miss so, where yeah. I miss where it was kind of elitist. I missed that. Uh, <laughs> it, could, it, no, it, I'm it, sorry. I, you, because you could actually, you could get work. I mean, it felt like work. I mean, of course. I mean, E3 was, it's work. It's work, period. You get the last couple of days is when you get to really have some fun and, you know, let your hair down or whatever. But for me, when I, I was going for the first 10, 12 years, and I'm like, that was work. But that's what it felt like. That's what it's, it's a trade show. I don't, you know, I, the fact that I saw regular people not regular people, but just people just are not in industry talking about how they didn't like the way this game looked because it looks so much like this game. I was like, dude, you don't even know what you're talking about. Get out of here. You don't even belong here. Get out of here. And I just, it's just, I just feel, I I really like that. I mean, PAX was, PAX is fun and it's engaging and I love that, but I love to be able, I can sit there, I can sit there and talk to a dev about what I think about this game and how they came up with certain you know elements in the game, and I really miss that. With the way it is now, there, I don't see there's any way you can t- get any real one on one time. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely so, agree right. with that. 
I yeah. completely agree with that. You know, it's like because again, you know, we go there to work, right? And the first mm-hmm. few E threes I went because I've been to the last six of them. It was very easy for me to you know go to a booth even if I didn't have an appointment and play some games and write about them. You know, but the last two years, like if you don't have an appointment, you're screwed. You're not getting anything. Yeah, you can't you see know? anything mm-hmm. if you go as a regular person. You cannot see anything because I've had people the last couple of years that have gone as regular people that used to go as media, but they tried to buy a badge just to say that they could go, and it's just completely. It's not a fun event. It's just you're staying on there for hours on it just either to do a short demo or even just to get from point a to point b yeah, exactly. and that really yeah. sucks it's not the same type of event that what we normally are used yeah. to and not to mention there are people that i've talked to i think there's some in here that are joining us that they had appointments but because of how crowded it was at e3 they couldn't oh, yeah, even get to, to them that happened to me that happened to me yeah, many times yeah i'm not gonna name any names but that happened to me it's like oh sir we gotta move you along we have other people like i'm fucking press like let them yeah. wait, <laughs> you know. Fuck. Yeah, there should be some prestige with yeah. that. There sure. should be, like, like um, not to sound like elite an elite person, but press gets first dibs over regular people yeah, because they have why, a job to report on this stuff. Exactly. This is why it's I say the they job, should go exactly. in first because I've always had this problem over the last like the two to three years since they started letting the public in where the press should still be able to go in a little bit more so than an hour every single day. Because if you notice, every time they open up the doors, there's that mass of people that start yeah. running. That's everybody. That's not just the, the 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 public people. That's everybody trying to get in there. That's everybody, that's the media yeah. trying to get in there to get to their ten or eleven a.m. appointments just to fight through that crowd beforehand. And that's just the regular people just trying to be there. It's like that scene in Leon the Professionals, like where like the boss like turns around, like everyone's like everyone. <laughs> I think some of that pressure is actually leaning toward companies too. I mean, you take a look at stuff like you know, Activision doesn't have a show floor booth anymore. They have to do their stuff behind closed doors. Devolver Digital doesn't even mess with the show floor anymore. They do their barbecue thing across the street now you know that it's like yeah they right. you know like yeah. that whole uh, even they're doing anti-e3 which is great yeah i love that you know kinsey burke was telling me that that they're doing it again this year which is amazing you know bill gardner is telling me he's gonna hang out there all the time and be like i want to hang out there too can, can i go mm-hmm. so i remember i remember when they when they when they did the the one day for for one day for the general public i think it was like 99 or 2000 or something and you had to actually win a lottery to like to get the ticket Mm-hmm. And it was the last day. It was like the, probably like the, the last day we went in, and it really wasn't a whole lot of a whole lot more people, but it was still crowded. And I was like, okay, yeah. this is where this is where they're starting to they're starting to go. Okay, maybe we need to start letting the, the public in. And I'm like, nope, this is not going to work because it's just you cannot get anything. You can't, can't get anything done. And it's just, yeah. I just try to play games on the last couple of days. I don't even I don't even book any appointments. I just try to play and nothing. It was because I saw right. I started seeing regular people. I'm like, man, this is not going to work. And then when they announced they were going to start letting the public in, I was like, oh, it's doomed. So to kind of like, you know to you know to end this whole I guess like segment of the, of this episode, um, what would you guys say is like the the uh, you know, what the immediate future I guess looks like for E3 going forward? And obviously with like Paris, like you mentioned, like you know as far as like you know it going like indie or like third party. I don't know if you want to like elaborate more on that, Paris. Just the fact that I I think not by their choice, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, EA as examples, they're they're gone. They're they're leaving. They're not going to come back. Right. Mm-hmm. So if the show is going to continue, whether it be in Los Angeles, Las Vegas, San Francisco, wherever they wind up moving it to, what can they do? If the public is going to stay, then start highlighting more indie type games, more games that actually need the shine. 
to 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 get the attention that an e uh, that an e three can bring to it. I mean, the third party publishers that do decide to stay, obviously, you can still showcase their games as well. But the event itself has to reinvent itself because, like someone said earlier, we already have we have like twenty different paxes and comic cons and all these things now. The show isn't needed as much as it was even 10 years ago. And either it goes away completely or it's just going to wind up being a 2007 Santa Monica situation again or a 2008 situation again, where it's just going to be a ghost town. Um, again, I, I, I don't want to talk too too long on this, but it can't keep going the way that it is because all of the relevant publishers that made the show what it was are just simply going to do their own thing. We're in a different time and a different era now with social media where you don't need to get everyone assembled in one place anymore to get your message across. So I guess instead of go big or go home, it's go small or go home in this case. I think so. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we'll go like up from there. So Robert, honestly, uh, if they are not willing to work with, the companies with better rates, a better space, you know, just something to make the show more reasonable for all attendees involved. Maybe E3 just needs to go away. I hate to say it like that, but I don't think they know what they want from E3. I mean, they want to make it a public show and not about the media anymore, even though it was originally about the media. And a lot of companies are getting tired of what the show is becoming and they don't really know what they want. I mean, Nintendo is still has some presence there, but the fact of the matter is, is the ASA doesn't know what it really wants from it. And without that focus, maybe it's time for E3 to take a break. I mean, it took a break for a year, then it tried Santa Monica, it didn't work, and then it kind of had a focus and came back to something general again maybe it just needs to do that again and not go back to santa monica by the way that was not smart although i did like the idea of walking along the santa monica pier that was cool yeah yeah it's nice for that at least Mm -hmm. uh tony yeah i'm gonna sound negative but yeah i think e3's done Mm. like even like even as we know it is done but it's like uh, in paris i just want to you know comment on what you said about it he's like i'm sorry no one's gonna give a fuck <laughs> like seriously like you're gonna have e3 no one's because you you know e3 you're always thinking about the big triple a games if they go back to if they do, do decide to do indies i don't think anyone's gonna care like they'll check it out for like the first year and then they'll just dwindle but yeah right it's like we have the internet. These guys can make their announcements at their own time, save all that money because it, it costs a lot of money to be at E3, you know? So they don't really need to be paying for all those booths. They could, you know, have stuff on their own time. So I don't really see the relevance of E3. And like you guys said, there's a million game shows out there, packs mm-hmm. and all these other smaller things. Like, what the hell do you need E3 for? And it sucks, man, because you remember, I used to be that kid reading about E3, you know, 1995 in EGM. Like, oh, Same shit, here. imagine, you know? But now it's like, you know, and now that I've been there, and don't get me wrong i've enjoyed going e3s and all that but lately i've noticed i'm really going there to hang out with you guys or something you know it's exactly not really about the games anymore because the game think of it yeah. think of it this way think of it this way we just had that borderlands event out, out here in la what was that a month ago month and a half ago right yeah two borderlands it's going to be at e3 this year does it really matter in the sense that they've already People have already gotten hands on with it. They've already done uh, interviews, you know, with the developers. We've already had the presentation on it. We know what the game is. The work has been done. Be out in three months anyway. You don't yeah. need to come to E3. Exactly. Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to go to E3 to continue that message. Um, again, I know, like like you said before, I think we're kind of going into the bashing E3 thing, and that's not necessarily why I even started the conversation that way. Because again, I do love going, yeah. but. 
I'm just looking at the reality of it. This is this is just reality. It's going to happen. So they're going to have to figure out something else as far as changing up from what it was. I mean, I've been going since 2001, so it'll be sad to see it go away. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I agree. All right, Andre. I agree with Paris. I agree with I actually agree with both you, you both of you and Tony. It's like I it, but my favorite E3s, my favorite ones besides the first one um, were the ones in Atlanta. Mm, OK. There were so I mean it was so it was easy to get around. The Georgia Dome is so dope for gaming. Yeah. It's just so dope. I've been there before. And it's really nice. Even the even the even the amended amended section where you got to go where all the the you know the third party stuff was was really fun. It was easy to get around. I think they just need to retool it and re and pull it back a little bit. They need to bring it closer to the chest a little bit more because I mean you can go to PAX and you can book appointments for everything. You can go to any other event, and, or you can get or you can get you know flown out to different events like the like the but that's like the Borderlands thing, whatever. But you can but I mean with like E three is basically about the developers with the journalists and you getting hands on so you can report what you saw to the masses and. They need to get back to that because, yeah, E3 is expensive. It's a it's a it's a it's a workout. But at the end of the day, when you got back home, you're like, oh, man, that was cool. And you, but now but now but now you go, you come back home, you're like, God, what the what? I wish those people would just go away. Jesus Christ. What am I? And you just, you're like the you're old like, man, like, get off my lawn. <laughs> I, I've, heard every, I've heard all of you, all of you say something like, man, what the hell were these right. people doing out there? And you're like. And it's just like, I mean, it was, it's an industry show. It should stick to being a industry show, not trying to be elitist, but it's, it just was, it was just better. Can I suggest something here? Would it be a bad idea to bring back the summer and the winter CES the way we had it originally? Oh God, that was so awesome. Oh, CES, man, I miss CES so much. I miss the old stuff. That was just, that was just awesome. I mean, I imagine CES is also kind of like feeling it almost like E3 is. So that's why they had to cut back themselves. But I I, I think you're missing the fundamental point here though. You you can do that all the live long day, but why in the hell would PlayStation ever participate in anything like that as an example, when they can just do their state of play, they can do a PSX, do their own event when they want to, the media is going to cover it. They can Mm -hmm. go on social media, post it on Twitch and YouTube and all that. And they still get their message out and they save millions of dollars by doing it that way. It's on their terms in that case. Exactly. exactly. Their terms. Yep. Good point. That's that's the reality of where we are now. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Jake James. Uh, to be honest with you guys, I mean, I, I agree a lot with what was been said already, but I don't think that the show's going to go away. But based off of the fact that these big companies, the big three is what I'm really referring to, can go out and do their own shows like a PSX, like the Xbox event in New Mexico. And I'm surprised that Nintendo hasn't really done theirs yet, kind of like a Shoshinkai or something here in the United States. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I think that E3 itself is not going to go away, but it's become a former shell of itself. Like, it, it's still going to be there. It won't be at the LA Convention Center again since this is the last year. It'll be in some place, and there'll be games there, like third-party devs, indie devs and stuff, but it just won't have the same type of cachet as it used to have over the last couple of years. Yeah. I think that it's I think that it's still going to be there again. The ESA is still going to host that as a big event for what it is, but it's still not going to have the same kind of like gravitas as like what E3 should have, at least what we've experienced like that. But, you know, who knows? Maybe that type of event could still coexist with all these other events being hosted by these big companies like that event could still linger in a time where you could still have a PSX. We could still have that Xbox event or even if a Nintendo event still happens like that. So, again, I, I don't think it's going away, but I think it's just going to linger on. All right. Evan, um, I'm gonna uh, 
I'm going to mirror what, what Jake has just said. You know, E3 will always still be there, but it's not going to be the same as it was as it was in the heyday where just everybody was there. It was all press. It was all it was a trade show. It, it was a beautiful, fun time with some beautiful and fun after parties. There, there are so many. Yeah, we could go into all the amazing after parties that we've been to at E3. But um, <laughs> it's like a but, top ten list. <laughs> a top ten list, yes. But there was just so many different outlets for these companies to show off their product. You've already mentioned Sony. You've mentioned Microsoft. You know, odds are Nintendo will more than likely bring back Space World yes. within the next year or so. Mm. Uh, oh my okay. god mm. i but, but like e3 as itself you know to quote the sex pistols there is no future <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> so i guess i'll close out uh with my own thoughts um i think it's pretty much right on that um what you know what like most of you have been saying as far as like e3 uh you know becoming like a shell of, of its former self or you know as like the years go on um it will definitely get smaller and smaller if not it might just you know end like entirely um, I feel like that's eventually where it's going to you know, head to as it gets smaller and becomes less significant within the industry. And um, it, it is kind of sad because E3 always kind of had that uh, perception, I guess, of being like the Super Bowl of the gaming industry in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of like the big show where all the big announcements are made. But as Paris mentioned, like with like Borderlands 3 and you know, I can mention too with like Mortal Kombat 11 event. Um, you know, like a lot of these like companies and even individual studios are just making like their own shows and just going by like their own message and by their own terms. And that just works out better for them. And it also allows them to effectively communicate directly with their audience as opposed to going through a middle party in that sense. Like it's almost like what's happening to like GameStop right now. Um, that middle party as far as like, you know, games to consumers, it's just slowly, slowly dissipating away. And now we're in this like age where like studios are just, you know, have better access and more direct access really to their uh, to their customers. Um, so I think that's where, where, you know, the overall scheme of things, I guess, is headed. So uh, so I guess like going from there, uh, we, we may as well go into like the show itself or like, the upcoming show, really. Uh, so E3 2019 is happening and there's already been like a whole bunch of like, you know, leaks and like, you know, speculation and like all that stuff. Um, so I guess we'll um, let's let's start from like the bottom again. So we'll go from, you know, from Paris and up, um, you know, as far as like which which games do you uh, one uh, expect to see or like what you're what you're excited to see that is like, you know, likely or more you know, or like a, or has been like affirmed to happen. Um, and also like one game that you really, really would love to see like announcing, you know, be, you know, be showing off at E3 in some capacity. So Paris, why don't you start us off? Sure. Um, my most anticipated is Cyberpunk 2077. Of course. I, I just think that goes without question at, at this point. Um, I'm also very intrigued to see what Microsoft is going to do with Gears of War 5. Uh, Outer Worlds is another game that I'm very interested to see. That's at, looking really cool. Show. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to see what Watch Dogs Legion is going to be if they're going to actually going to be able to pull this off with the NPC thing that got that got leaked earlier. That was the big um, leak, yeah. And if I can yeah. just in, in, interject a little bit there, uh, so with with Watch Dogs Legion is supposed to be like the third game, and uh, as you like alluded there too, like as, you know, as far as like the uh, the kind of like shtick with it, I guess, is that you can basically <laughs> play as like any NPC more or less, like in the city, and uh, it's I think it's supposed to uh, play up like with uh, what was that. Um, 
uh, that like hacker group, like the hacktivist group, like uh, like anonymous, I think they were called. Yeah, um, yeah. They were like the Guy Fox mask or whatever. So like it seems like it's kind of playing a little bit into like real world events in that sort of way, sort of like what Far Cry Five was doing as far as like Middle America and gun ownership and all that stuff, whatever. Um, so like you know th- that's more or less on what's what's supposed to be out, and also the fact that it's taking place in uh, in, in England as well. So yeah, and I, I would say for a game that I just I want them to announce. I've been saying it every year for the past four years, but. I, I want Banjo Kazooie, um, mm. and I think we're at mm-hmm. the point now where not only could it show up on Xbox One and on Windows 10, but it could also be on the Nintendo Switch. Um, it, we we just have such a lack outside of Nintendo of of platformers, especially like on Xbox, that I would love to see a true Banjo Kazooie platformer come back and just be everything you know that it was in in the late '90s and early 2000s. That that would be my most anticipated surprise game and they could announce just to add to that i've actually seen glimpses of toys that they're going to be introducing at the show so there could be something along those lines and also yeah. to add to his little cyberpunk yeah. hype you haven't lived until you've seen paris's reaction coming out of the cyberpunk 2077 showcase last <laughs> it's like it's like he had just seen boobies for the first time his face just lights up <laughs> so i can't imagine like him coming out of the booth he's gonna faint like will smith on the set of fresh prince of bel-air at the church you know just like <gasps> fainting underground <laughs> I'm tempted to use that picture honestly as like the main picture for this episode. Just saying. Like, E3. Ah. Yeah. Hype next to Banjo Kazooie just waiting. Although, what if they announced the game and then had somebody from Nintendo come out? By the way, do you like Banjo? Because here he is in Smash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There we go. That's a yeah. big one too. Um, so Robert, for you, as far as like a game that is likely or has been like confirmed to be there as well as like a game that you'd like to see. Uh, I want to see more Battletoads gameplay. They announced it last year, you know, and when they did, obviously, you know, they patted me on the back and they patted Danny on the back, obviously, because we really wanted it announced, but (laughs) I want to see, and I, I made a promise on Twitter. If they show gameplay in a release date and, you know, Switch or whatever, I will get that tattoo on my arm. That's a guarantee. Well, you had the Balto's shirt, I remember, when the announcement was made. So. Yeah, I wore <laughs> the shirt. Like, I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to get the tattoo <laughs> if they do all those details. So I want to see gameplay from that. And I want to see a release date. And I'm sure we'll get both. Uh, as far as what I want to see revealed, I've been hearing about it for the longest time. And we'll have to wait for four for a while anyway. But I really want to see Metroid Prime Trilogy for Switch. Mm-hmm. And I want to see a physical edition with the Steelbook case, like we got with the Wii version. That's what I want. Yes. I yep. want that. I want Metroid Prime Trilogy for the Switch. And while we're at it, oh, gosh, you know, I've been hoping for this for long it's time but i also want banjoy kazooie announced i i want it and not nuts and bolts i want an actual platformer please like a brand new game in the the franchise and you know what while we're dreaming i'll take a perfect dark as well please okay it's been a while it's been a while it has been a while yeah ever since uh, i've been been hearing the coalition at the beginning of xbox 360 yeah you know i've been hearing the coalition maybe toiling away at it and you know i've been i've been (laughs) hearing like fables in the works too you know microsoft's been promising a lot of stuff so this could be their year yeah absolutely we'll see we'll see but if i had to hope for one metroid prime trilogy all right well let's get tony's take then 
All right, um, that's the name of a segment I used to do. I need to bring that back. <laughs> um, uh, okay, yeah, like I, there's a reason I'm not going this year because I don't. There's not a lot for me to get excited about. Um, this one's a little bit of an interesting one for me because I wasn't initially excited until I saw the last trailer. Uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake, man, that looks so good. Like yeah. I, I really think they're they're doing a, a great job. Even though, like I said, we don't really need it, but after that trailer, like, that looks really freaking sweet, you know. Um, and I, I believe it's it's a two part game, so. If we get like an announcement date plus some more like like a live demo of it, because I know Square Enix is gonna have like a presentation this year, so that would be cool. Like that would be like a, a huge highlight. People would lose their minds, you know. So that that's one. Um, I I would want to say um, Death Stranding, but Sony ain't gonna be there this year, so we're probably not gonna see anything. And then for game that I want to see, and we could just go anywhere with this, right? Like fulfillment and everything. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've been screaming about this for years. Can we please get a new Legacy of Kane or Soul Reaver Please and game? thank you. Yeah, yeah, I read yeah. something about something yep. hinting about yeah. a remaster. Don't but... tease me, Evan. Don't tease me. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to see that Nas Goth bullshit. I want like a real <laughs> fucking game. You know? Right, right. That would yeah. be insane. And also, just throwing this out because Wish Fulfillment, Capcom announces a collection with um, X-Men Trill the Atom, Marvel Superheroes, X-Men mm. vs. Street Marvel's Fighter. Capcom, hey, you know, all bring that back shit, the Dark Siders, yes, Dark Stalkers yes. games. Bring those back again. I mean, we're seeing more Marvel stuff lately, so that is a possibility. And, and actually make a proper yeah, Marvel vs. So. Capcom 4, please. Yes, yes. yes. But yeah, that's what I got. All right. Sounds good. And uh, let's see. Next is Andre. Oh, uh, man. Oh, well, you, you, since you guys were talking about the Marvel vs. Marvel Capcom stuff, I want to see Marvel vs. Street Fighter. I don't care what it is. <laughs> So bring it back to like X Men versus yeah. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, I actually had a dream. I actually had a dream that Sega Sega found the found the source codes for all their Saturn games, oh. and they just and they re released a lot of them. So that was a dream. But anyway, <laughs> um, I want to see. Um, I would love to see what the, I heard about a new Splinter Cell. I oh, saw the goggles. I saw the goggles. Splinter <laughs> GameStop's offering some goggles. You're speaking my language of that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, mm, that looks good. Um, I really want to see. I really want to see what Xbox does. I just I, I've been championing them them for to finally give us a reason for those who don't have an Xbox One or whatever. Make us give make give somebody a reason to buy one besides you know just play anywhere crap. <laughs> I'm sorry, but anyway, um, I just really I want to see what they do. Um, I'm really I want to see Animal Crossing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I want to see Animal Crossing. I want to see what this, more, more games on the Switch. I'm really, I'm really kind of tired of the indie train. I love indies, but I but want those are some, some of the best games right now. Are the indie? They, are, they are, they are. But I just want I more want, that triple I want, experience. I guess like I want you know if you if, if you're gonna if you if you guys are gonna if they're gonna do this this you know virtual console thing with the Wii and the GameCube, please hurry up with this. Do something because I'm like. You, you're making me <laughs> rethink some stuff. You know, I'm just really, you know, and I, yeah, I just really want that. As far as wish lists, man. Dino Crisis. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you get Dino yeah. Crisis with the Resident yeah, Evil 2 we remake. We talked about it a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. I just really want some. I, I want to see Bayonetta 3. I want to see some. I want to see some more stuff from Sega. I really do. Sega's really been making a comeback this last not a comeback, but they've really been making a lot of noise lately, and I really want to see more from them. I want to see this new r- rumored Panzer thing. I don't know a new Panzer game. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot. Of, I've been hearing a lot of stuff in Japan, and it's just like I don't know, man. I don't, you know, I don't. I I can't put faith in rumors anymore because half this stuff's just 
bullshit, yeah. but... <laughs> So if they do announce like a new Panzer Dragoon game, would you want it to be like the full sweeping RPG experience or would you want it to be more of like the... I really to be honest, I really want a trilogy and I really want but because I really want people to play Panzer Dragoon Saga. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because yeah. that like remakes, game, basically. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean basically because because there's there's things in that game that have not been duplicated since in any other game. And I'm just like, you guys have to experience this because it's just, I can, you know, it's not worth it's not worth going to buy a Saturn for eighty bucks and then buy the game for a thousand. But yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, I just, you know, there's so many games out there that people that just have not experienced, and it just, you know, it just kind of breaks my heart that they were so careless back in the '90s and lost all the source code for all that crap. I know. I'm just it's like, ridiculous. what the hell? It's yeah. ridiculous. But yeah. All right, Jake James. Oh man, there, there's a lot. I mean, there's there's a lot of games that we know of a little bit that are going to be there. Like, I obviously I'm looking forward to seeing stuff from Avengers from Crystal oh, Dynamics. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. That's going to be cool. Yeah. I mean, I that's to that. me that that's one of my more exciting things, especially from the Square Enix conference. Besides Final Fantasy VII Remake, but to me that one's more interesting because we've seen nothing about that game up till now, up till we haven't heard about it. Until now, it's been talks forever now too. So. Exactly. So that that's very exciting. I mean, there's other games too. I obviously want to see stuff from Bayonetta three. I want to see a lot of the stuff that what Nintendo's doing. I'm pretty sure, and I'm hoping anyway, that Microsoft actually shows a Battletoads game, you know, during their conference in well, some fashion or something like that. I also think that it's going to be funny because we, we've been hearing a lot of rumors and a lot of talk amongst people, you know, wishful thinking about whatever the next Smash Brothers character is going to be. And a lot of people are saying that it might be Ben Kazooie for Smash Brothers, but I really have a strong feeling that we might get a 180 pulled on us and it'd be something like Battletoads for Smash Brothers DLC. Mm, the reason, that, I mean, I mean, that would be amazing. Here's the reason. Here's the, reason here's the reasoning that I have. <laughs> be, that, be down. Okay. okay because yeah. Here, here's the thing. The reason why I say that is even though I would still want Banjo-Kazooie, because that makes sense, obviously, with that legacy that's there. Keep in mind, the Battletoads also have a legacy with the NES with the Nintendo. And I think that with the way that Smash Brothers Ultimate is designed, where you could have multiple characters under the same character slot with different outfits, that is ideal for the Battletoads. Because remember, there's three different Battletoads. Very good point. The characters like that. And I think something like that would not only rep the Xbox brand, again, if they're like in cahoots in some way, it would just be very exciting because that's like getting three characters in one. For a lot of Smash Brothers fans out there, you know, little things like that, I think would be very cool. Again, that's wishful you know, thinking. You know, um, if I, I was yeah, going to say, ahead. for their final Smash, they could ride in on jet smash, jet bikes, and smash into opponents and send them flying off the stage. Yeah, I, I, that'd be kind of cool. I think that'd be awesome. But anyway, yeah, but but anyway, like there's a, there's so many games, man. We, we don't even have any enough time to like go through all of them. But if I was had like a couple picks that I would say that's like wishful thinking, uh, I would have to say that I want to see a new Mega Man from Capcom. And specifically, I want to see one of two different things because they've been going very hard with Mega Man over the last couple of years in, in various different ways. But I think that it's almost near time that we're going to get either a new Mega Man X in some fashion, whether it's a reboot or a continuation of the series, kind of like Mega Man 11, or in some way we might get to see Mega Man Legends 3 because remember that game was kind of done or had some sort of demo a while yeah. back that never got released back on Nintendo 3DS and I think it'd be great to see that make the jump to Nintendo Switch because to me that would make sense and I think that in a in a time now where Capcom has kind of warmed up to Mega Man I think that'd be really cool to bring a lot of fans you know into the and get them very excited for that especially as a cool announcement for an E3 reveal uh, especially during like a Nintendo Treehouse presentation or the Nintendo Direct they have during E3 um, there, there's many other things. Again, I, I want to see Resident Evil 3 Remake. I think that that's coming, you know, especially with how good Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2 Remake is still one of my favorite games this year. That was the one I had the most fun with. Uh, over stops the for me, and I know it stops for you too, Tony. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's really, really good. And and again, like th- there's other games. I'll just like give a couple shout outs. Like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I yeah. want to see that because I'm a Star Wars fan. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see obviously Halo Infinite. I want to see what that's all about. At least you know, see if there's something of substance there. I'm obviously excited for Cyberpunk 2077. I think that's cool. But I also think that we're also going to get a tease this year. Granted, the Square Enix conference is happening. I think that Tuesday. That's at the same slot that PlayStation used to be at. Uh, I think we're going to get a tease for Final Fantasy 16. Granted, we have all these other projects from Square Enix that are in the works. Again, Final Fantasy VII Remake, they just had Kingdom Hearts 3. They, they had a disaster with the way that the DLC rolled out for Final Fantasy 15 and all this stuff for 14. I don't think that they're going to be bold enough and kind of stupid enough to tease Final Fantasy 16 earlier than what it should be. All right. Now, Evan. All right. So I know someone already mentioned the Avengers, but one video game that I've been keeping a very close eye on is uh, actually from Nintendo Switch uh, from Platinum Games, Astral Chain. And a big reason why I'm watching this game, I'm watching it closely, because apparently Platinum Games put a lot of elements that were supposed to be in scale bound Mm. into Astral Chain. So there's a lot of rumors that Astral Chain is legit scale bound just under a different name. So I want to see if that's the case, if Nintendo might show it off during its direct on, you know, when they do it on Tuesday. That is one of my big hopes for that. As for wishes, a lot of people are talking about uh, new Banjo-Kazooie. I'm still waiting for a new Conquer game. And yes, after seeing yes. all of those leaks about the, the Conquer sequel that never came to fruition, it makes me think that something might come from that are you talking about that nightmare fuel conquer that was like running around on your couch and all that stuff (laughs) maybe like this no this was like game developer was showing off was tweeting about all these little concepts and ideas that he had for the sequel for conquer's bad fur day and they just never came to fruition is it like supposed to be like an actual sequel with like retaining yeah, like a lot of the like, um, like, yeah. like 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 in that I mean like retaining like a lot of the not PC friendly kind of humor? I guess pretty much, like. yes, pretty much. Okay. Um, actually, one other game that I just thought of that I would hopefully would like to see some sort of showcase of is the new Earthworm Jim game that was just announced. Yeah, yeah. Intellivision is going to have a yeah. huge showcase at E3. They're going to be there. Yeah, they're going to show off, I think, like 20 games, like like over 20 games for the, um, was it Amico? I yeah. think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amico. I really want to see what that's all about. And if it's going to be something that is going to um, be a good competition for Sony and Nintendo, because one other thing that I think is going to happen especially with the recent announcement that Xbox Game Pass is now moving to PC, I'm expecting that Microsoft is going to announce a new console, but it is going to be more Steam-based. It's going to be more like a Steam console than what Xbox One or... So digital-only kind of, kind of console. Digital-only sort of thing, because with them, with them seemingly putting a lot more focus onto PC, and not to mention with them bringing Xbox Live to the Nintendo Switch, I still think that Microsoft is going to be leaving the traditional console realm and be making more PC-styled uh, consoles, Kind of like the Steam machines. That's why a lot of people. That's why a lot of people are saying that the next Xbox is going to be more powerful than the PlayStation Five because it's going to be a legit computer for your TV. So, are you thinking of like maybe like a cloud-based gaming service as opposed to like downloading games? Or I think like there will be a mixture of both. I mean, maybe like 
like eight terabyte system and the uh, ability to put, you know, plug in like other external hard drives into it. But I do see a mixture of them going all full on digital and not to mention that they're going to give the option for people to, to actually be able to do the cloud gaming on stuff like the Nintendo switch. Okay. Um, so let me get into my things and we'll definitely run on that. Like we, we, we know with the whole console business, cause I definitely want to jump onto that way like, with, with everyone's input on that. Um, as far as what I'm, what I'm looking forward to that has been announced, uh, c- certainly the, the like Avengers game is high up there for me, especially because as I mentioned with Jake James, uh, in regards to it, you know, having like a lot of talk behind it for like so long and, you know, we just haven't seen a you know, damn thing at all, like with this game. Uh, so it'd be excited just to kind of see like what's been in works, like all this time, what's been, what's been baking in the oven, if you will. Uh, there's also Doom Eternal, uh, which, which, you know, yes. Yes. We, are, yes. Yes. we are in desperate need for like some new gameplay for that. Uh, it's looking really cool so far. Um, you know, I, I'm just really curious to see how, like, how's, how's, how, you know, how it's going to turn out. And it feels like it's going to be an easy win for Bethesda, which honestly, nowadays, Bethesda really needs that easy win, <laughs> you know, as far as like, being in the good graces of fans and all. Um, not Wolfenstein either. Wolfenstein. Yeah, that's true. As far as what I'm looking forward to though, uh, with what, you know, what could possibly be announced as, as Robert mentioned with, with a new Battletoads gameplay, I mean, like I'll say that Robert and I, like, you know, we're just like huge, you know, Battletoads fans in general. So, like, you know, we've been really excited ever since, like, this announcement was made last E3. Uh, so, like, I'm just really, really excited to see how this game is going to look, how it's going to play, uh, you know, how the co-op's going to work, all that stuff. Uh, how difficult it's going to be as well. Uh, so that's going to be a big one. And uh, certainly Splinter Cell as well. And it seems like uh, with all the leaks that have been kind of coming out lately, um, and especially with uh, with like Splinter Cell, um, there was that, that listing, I believe, for like the, the Splinter Cell goggles or whatever. It seems like it might be like a special edition kind of thing or whatever. Um, it seems like we are finally going to get some sort of like announcement on that, which I am just super excited for because I just love this franchise so much. It's just been forever since we've seen a new one. So, uh, so really, really excited for that. Uh, so to piggyback off of what Evan was talking about, uh, in terms of new consoles, now we're not expecting Nintendo to make any sort of announcements for new consoles or even new versions of the switch or anything like that. Like they, they actually debunked all that. So we're not expecting that. Uh, but there is Sony and Microsoft and right now we are in the, uh, what the sixth year now, I believe like for, uh, for the PS4 and Xbox one. Um, so it seems like high time now that we're going to be seeing like these new consoles. So, I want to kind of get get everyone's impressions as far as like one, how likely are, are we going to see new consoles from both those companies, um, and two, like what are your ex- expectations? I guess as far as like what the announcements will look like for them. So again, we'll go like from from bottom to top. So Paris, want to lead us off? Um, with Xbox, I mean it's you know it's the worst kept secret that they're going to unveil two two new consoles most likely here at E three twenty nineteen. What Scarlet is one, and then. The other one, it starts with an L. I forget what the code name is on that one. But basically, Scarlet is going to be your high end, you know, all the bells and whistles, super expensive console. And then the second one will be the more affordable, affordable price one. The one wrinkle that I want to throw into that is I, I've been saying on our pack podcast for, for a little while now is the Xbox One X. They didn't put all this R&D into creating this console, which is still pretty powerful to just put it to the wayside because the next gen has come out. And I know there's already been uh, some rumor and speculation that um, when these next gen games come out, let's just say Halo Infinite as an example, um, will still be playable on, on, on Xbox One. So they're truly not going to leave anyone behind 
when it comes to that. So I, I think a lot of what Microsoft's strategy is going to be is, hey, we'll give you these new consoles. We're going to price them appropriately, but we're also going to say we're not forcing you to upgrade to those to play the next gen games, if for, at least for the you know for foreseeable future. So in that sense, the most affordable console that will be playing next gen games is going to be that Xbox One S. Sure, it's probably only doing it in 1080p and low fidelity, but you can play it, right? Not to mention, obviously, they're doing Project X Cloud, and obviously, like Apple just announced that Xbox One controllers are going to work on iOS 13 and TVOS. So when you look at it, when you throw in Project X Cloud, they're basically saying, bring whatever hardware you want to the party. We don't care. Just subscribe to Game Pass, please. That's all they care about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think as far as the rest of the companies, we're not going to hear anything from Sony for the PlayStation 5 this year. There's no need to. Maybe at the end of the year if they do a PSX, but I fully expect it to just be uh, early 2020 when they really start talking about it. And uh, I know there's some tiny rumblings about a revision of the Switch. I mean, that, that's a maybe TBD. But again, when you look at the sales right now of the current Switch, there's no rush. So I don't necessarily think they will. Okay, um, I may be in the minority here, but when it comes to Xbox's announcement, I don't think we're going to see a new hardware announcement. I think their announcement is going to be more about a service that is going to work across the board for Xbox One, Xbox One X, Nintendo Switch, and PC. I think they're going to focus on that and not worry about... So Game about Pass them. being on all Game Pass, Game Pass and possibly like something along those lines of a streaming service. Something along... Because, see, they've already introduced new hardware. You know, the discless Xbox One, which I still think is kind of a mistake. They should probably look at a different name for that, honestly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Man. It just... It, it, I, I really... Uh, I don't need it. Whatever. I mean, because what if you want to play like movies? Like, whatever. I'm not going to Netflix? No. Anyway. But anyway, I just, I really don't see them rushing another piece of hardware until they see what the PS5 is made of. So I think they're going to go with more of a service model, but they're going to introduce that partnership with Nintendo, and that's going to be a vital move that Sony is going to have to consider. Now, I know they were talking about doing something with Sony down the line, so that might come into play as well. But I think they're going to work more on a service model instead of introducing something hardware-based. And I think that's going to be a vital move for them because that's going to show something that's more of an accessibility to audience. And then they're going to build the games. The games are going to be the important thing for them this year, more important than ever before. You know, in the years past, I think they've learned that, you know, I think they've learned that games are vital. Like when they launched the Xbox One, they tried to focus more on entertainment than games. And that came back and they bit them in the ass big time, you know? So now I think they realize more than ever that they need games and they need games quick, now, quality, you know? I mean, that would certainly line up too with them buying up all those studios and Mm -hmm. like really building out like their their portfolio in that sense. So it seems like they're really building for a future that sounds very similar to that. Yeah. So I I have a question. Yeah. I have a question on that though. So. But it is literally the worst kept secret in the industry that they're doing new hardware. So, I mean, of course, they're not going to put they're not going to show it and put a price on it. I mean, we know all that stuff is coming in 2020. Is that your point that just this year they're focusing on the services and and they'll do like a Project Scorpio reveal like they did back in 2016 where developers talk about the power of the new ones? Yeah, I think what they're going to do is they're going to focus on this service model and introduce it for different platforms now, but they might do a hint of what's to come. But I don't think they're going to, you know, reveal their hand 
ahead of time until they see what PlayStation 5 does. I think they're going to play it carefully because if they reveal what they're going to do, Sony's going to be more at the ready when they do their PlayStation 5 reveal later this year. I think they're going to make it more about their service model and accessibility with Nintendo. What they have in mind with Nintendo are going to make the games the focus. But they're also going to hint at, okay, here's what we have in mind for the future, but that's the future. Right now, this is about you guys, Game Pass, our deals with our games, the games, you know, this is what we want to do for you guys. In the future, we'll introduce some higher hardware down the line. But right now, Xbox One X, the games, Switch accessibility, this is what we're all about. And as for the Switch, I mean, David's right. There's no reason to rush out, okay, here's the Switch all-in-one model at E3. I mean, I'm sure Nintendo going to introduce something, something in August or September for the holiday season. Like, I don't know, maybe a $250 model that's an all-in-one, maybe even $199. It would work really well, but there's no reason to rush it out at E3. Or I mean, even, my thinking, honestly, is that like they'll they'll make some sort of like announcement about that like down the line, but yeah. they're not going to rush it out for like an announcement for E3 or. Anything. Or maybe even like you know like a, a Switch XL with a bigger screen for like 350 bucks. I'd probably buy that because my eyes are bad, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean, they don't have to rush it at E3. I think this E3 will be for Microsoft Nintendo about a partnership that's going to make waves. And I think that's what needs to happen. They need to make waves and Microsoft needs to make it more about the games. At least that's Mm -hmm. the way I see it. All right, Tony. Yeah, I don't really see um, Xbox, Microsoft releasing or at least announcing a new console. Like we know it's coming, but I don't think there's going to be revealed at E3. I think they're going to do their own event just like they did last time with the Xbox One. Um, And I don't think that's going to be this year. I think it's probably going to be early next year um, because the system's probably going to be out later uh, next year. Uh, at the show itself, uh, they already talked about how they have like 14 uh, games, game studios or whatever. So we're going to see some of that. Uh, we're definitely, like Robert said, we're gonna, they're going to talk about the services they have, cloud shit, all that. Um, I think we're probably going <laughs> to... All that cloud shit. Yeah, yeah. whatever. You know, uh, <laughs> um, we know how you... Cloud, how, like, cloud hanging over you. Yeah. <laughs> we know how you feel about about, you know, about the cloud there, Tony. So yeah, old it, man it, yells it at was cloud. Great yeah. when I was trying to Google uh, Docs the other day, you know, and it all shitted on me. But that's the different. <laughs> so yeah, uh, they said there's going to be a two-hour show. So we're definitely going to. I think they're really just going to hammer in the whole gaming thing. But here's the thing: now that I'm thinking about it, like maybe we won't see new hardware per se, but we may get like, hey, here's a cheaper xbox one s or something you know that that could be possible but hmm. for a new xbox i don't really see that uh, Nintendo- an xbox one xs yeah xs uh, yeah. <laughs> by the way the um, the acronym for the the digit the discless one is sad like what sad, yeah that's right i, like, I think that. we were joking about like it was sade and we were like oh it's probably one of those sade, ordinary, no ordinary yes. love it's no ordinary yeah. love <laughs> yeah uh, let's see nintendo i know there's been rumors about a new switch model like a, either a more powerful version or a completely handheld version. Um, I do believe we're going to get a revision eventually. I just don't know if they're going to announce it at E3. Again, Nintendo could do that I mean, on their own time, you know? Yeah, I mean, they did confirm that they're not going to reveal any new hardware. Okay, so, so we don't need to that, worry about that. About the that confirmation's there, yeah. But like, well, I think like eventually down the line they will reveal that, but as we, we were saying before, like there's no rush for them to do it. Oh, anyway, so. oh I almost yeah. forgot. Um, one thing Microsoft will do, they'll have more backward compatible original Xbox games, and fingers crossed Jet Set Radio Future will be on that list. Mm, okay. I'd like to see nice. that. That'll be nice. Mm, I, I heard that one is going to be announced. Uh, I hope so. 
because you yeah. understand that understand my... the importance. Understand. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. and th- this right. is breaking my little thing of like, hey, they could do this at their own show. But I'm gonna just throw this out there. It's more of a question for you guys, though. Do you think we'll see Google Stadia, the console? Oh. <laughs> Um, I think we could see a little bit of it. I don't know if there's going to be like any full fledged like information like what we got from the original like announcement of it, but I, I could see like some like extra information coming out, not necessarily like at E3, but during E3. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because again, I'm not really expecting like a big thing. Because again, they could just do it on their own time, you know. And that exactly. would, you know. Yeah. And that, by the way, I, I should say this: I I don't see. Um, Microsoft announced a new console because I think it would just suck the air out of the room. It's like they could announce the dopest games in history. No one's going to talk about it. They're just talk about the freaking console, you know? So I mm-hmm. think it would be in their best interest to just, like they did last time. It's like you have a, a conference where you show off the console, even though it was a bad reveal, but that's a totally, totally different thing. Like you, you <laughs> show off here the, nor there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but basically you show off the console, right, you know, during a special event, and then at E3 you focus on the games. You know, I think that's the mm-hmm. best way to go. But uh, yeah, so that, that's my take on it. All right, Andre. Um, well, I think it's just going to be all about the games for Microsoft because um, they're going to be announcing all the games that you have from all the, the new studios they acquired. That's, I mean, I've been I've been poking around like, hey, what's like what's going to happen here? Because I'm waiting to see what Ninja Theory does because I know I heard they have a game that they're going to talk their, their new game is going to talk about. Um, I just think it's the new consoles. Everybody knows that they're making them. So they're not, I don't think people are like really going to be worried about it. They're really worried about the games because they want to still enjoy the consoles they have now. So and that's that's been my mindset about this whole thing. It's just like I don't care what's coming down the road. I want to play what's out now. So I just want to see what they come up with. Um, I, you know what? I actually am kind of I actually am excited about the new Gears and new Halo for some reason. I don't know why, but I'm like really looking forward to it. And as far as Nintendo goes, I mean they've I've been hearing little things, bits and pieces, but. They're gonna. I think they're gonna have a pretty good show. They got It's all about the games for them. I I know this partnership with Microsoft's a big deal, but I don't know if. I mean, I don't know if X Game Pass is gonna come out. Uh, that'd be cool if it does. Um, but I, you know, I'm I'm just really looking forward to the games. I mean, I'm really looking forward to. I heard about some sequels coming and something like that. So I mean, it's just. It's all speculation, but I'm just like, yeah, I just want to see some games. So you think that there will be no console reveal at all during during E3 then? No, I don't think so. Need twenty more. I need twenty more years of games I haven't had a chance to play yet. <laughs> Catch up, old man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But yeah, I'm really Techn- technically the Amigo is getting a reveal because we're going to see playable games for the first time. There yeah. is that. Yeah. 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 I mean, the console has already been like revealed in a sense, but yeah, I mean, playable. Show off, like some games. So. <laughs> you know, you know what I wish. Yeah. You know what I hope they show, and it's, you guys are gonna moan and groan and whatever. I want to see what this new Atari VCS is about. The <laughs> prototype will be there. Hey. I think Atari wants to know too. I saw some stuff on it the other day, and I was like, "They're really, they're really not playing. They're this, this is seriously. I mean, I've seen the mock-ups of the controllers that they're that they're bringing out, and there's the one that's an enhanced version of the original." And then they have this other one that looks like an Xbox One, an Xbox One PS4 controller. And I'm just like, man, I really, I was like, I haven't heard, I've only heard about maybe three or four games, but I'm like, I want to hear more. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not about the big three anymore. It's about you know, maybe these little, and the, yeah, I really want to see what that, in the television, I want to see what that comes out with. I want to see what that stuff comes. Um, so I did get an email, uh, like from from like a television here, in regards to like what their approach is going to be during E3. So they're going to be showing off 22 games apparently. 
And uh, they're going to go with a four-pronged approach, they said, with their launch library. So it's going to be 25% classic or retro games. Moon Patrol. 25% hmm. original IPs. 25% sports and recreation games. And 25% board, dice, card, word, or puzzle games, basically. So well, that's they're... cute. Because <laughs> remember, too, that like a television is really trying to hit like everyone in the family as far as like what this console is going to be all about. Um, which I think is like a smart approach, especially like when you consider that like yeah. a lot of the hardcore companies out there, like you know, you're like Sony's, your Microsoft's, your like Nintendo's, are primarily focused on like the hardcore gamers and trying to like win over that crowd. Whereas it feels like a television's almost trying to win over that crowd that was already run over with the Nintendo Wii and trying to kind of bring that crowd over to their side. So I could certainly see um, see them pre- being being pretty successful with that. So you know, I guess we'll wait and see on uh, how that looks during E3. Hey man, dice games. I mean, that's perfect to wind down to after you're done playing Batman Arkham Origins too. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Exactly. Uh, so Jake James, I believe you're next. Uh, I, I'm very much in agreement with a lot of the stuff that most of you guys have said. I don't think we're going to get any like, you know, blatant, you know, console or hardware reveal from Microsoft. I think like they're going to do like what they did last year during their presser is just have like a throwaway line or just like a, a passive mention about them working on new hardware. I think that that was one of the things that I remember coming out of the conference last year, asking myself and seeing other people talk about, it. I was like, wait a second, did they just say like they're working on new hardware. Like I remember a lot of people like discussing that and I feel like it's going to be the same thing, even though we're all pretty much in agreement, we know that they're doing something. Uh, but one thing I do think that is very interesting, you know, thinking about their quote unquote, like relationship with Nintendo or this other stuff is that I think that their conference and this year might be more about relationships between companies, because keep in mind, one of the biggest things that I remember at the earlier portion of this year in kind of a little bit towards the middle and end of last year was that cross-platform play or cross-platform communication for certain games like Fortnite, like Rocket League and others was really a big thing. And remember, one of the big three was uh, PlayStation was the one that wasn't really down with that. They had, kind of had to be, quote-unquote, forced by most people in order to kind of be down with that with things like Fortnite and stuff. And I feel like that could be something that Microsoft could really capitalize, especially if their relationship with Nintendo is of any like real big substance. Like if it's something like really big, like that could be like an, a good exclamation point they could put on most of the stuff that they show during their conference. Like for example, whatever they're going to do with their services, with the Switch and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. if they have a character in Smash Brothers, you know, different things like that, cross communication with other uh, with certain games like I mentioned beforehand. Things like that I feel like could be really interesting talking points for them on top of the games that they show not so much that the hardware that they could reveal because i think i'm with most of you guys saying where hardware that they could show they'll probably wait on it till next year till after the possibly at the end of this year if there's a psx where playstation's like okay here's the playstation 5 that i feel like next year at uh, e3 microsoft could be like okay here's our next xbox like that or whatever it is that they're developing behind the scenes um, as far as Nintendo, I feel very similar with that. Again, I don't think we're going to get a new revision of the Switch anytime soon until probably maybe next year and like a spring Nintendo Direct reveal because Nintendo tends to do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like usually they'll show something at a random Nintendo Direct and it'll start being you know a talking point for them. But as far as games are concerned, I feel like you're going to get a couple surprises during their Nintendo Direct presentation. What I'm thinking of at one point is probably getting something like another collaboration between them and Ubisoft, like another Mario and Rabbit type of game i would or, love to or, see that or yeah. or even yeah. mine yeah. uh starlink or even something like a star fox like an actual real star fox game developed by that same team things like That'd that I, yeah. things i feel like that i feel like could be more of like a possibility on top of all the first party games that we've already know about that are coming 
maybe get mm-hmm. teased or revealed a little bit like Metroid Prime 4, Luigi's Mansion 3, different stuff like that. And I think also a big focus on Nindies might also be a really big thing as well. Granted, a lot of people are going to be more excited about the Nintendo first party stuff, but Nintendo has always really had a good relationship with a lot of indie developers and really putting them in the forefront during a lot of their big presentations. I feel like that could mm-hmm. be something that'd be really, really cool, especially for some of the big indie titles that have been coming out over the last like what couple of months or so. That could be really cool to say like, hey, there's all these great titles that are coming to Switch or on Switch coming later this year you know stuff like that i could be think could be really really cool uh, as far as anything else from playstation i don't think you get anything from first party playstation i think a lot of the playstation talk comes from third party publishers from like the third party games that are big on playstation and xbox one you know stuff like rocksteady stuff like wb stuff like you know uh maybe not like rockstar but like you know different developers like that square enix the ones that are really you know the big name third-party developers will say like oh our games are coming to playstation 4 xbox one Nintendo switch etc i think that's where you get that type of talk from them but that's at least where my perspective is with all these guys all right makes sense how about you evan one thing i really want to know about and going back to the intellivision amico i want to know how these are supposed to work because if you've ever seen the prototype and the pictures of these controllers for the Amico, it looks like it's just a round pad and a touch screen. Yeah, they're almost like old school iPods. In sense. They're like yeah. old school iPods. And I want to know how this will, like, like when you're playing a game like Earthworm Jim, like how will this work? Is like the A, B, and C buttons going to be like part of the touch screen? Will it be like action buttons? What is it going to be like regarding the Amico? Yeah, I mean, I I think for games like Earthworm Jim, you're going to have more traditional controls for that. And the Amico looks like it's going to be able to handle that based on the controller. Um, obviously it has that like touch screen to it. And I think that's where you're going to see more of those like more casual games, like your, you know, your like car games, your dice games, your puzzle games, you know, things like that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that's like kind of like where they're heading as far as like having a controller that's simple to use for everyone to use, but also is, um, applicable for like a lot of different types of games that they're going for. So, right. Okay. And of course I really want to know what is Atari VCS? Is this going to be another like sort of Intellivision sort of setup where it's going to be for like true hardcore like retro gamers or is it going to be something that will be able to compete with the likes of Nintendo, Microsoft and Sony? I I don't see it doing that to be honest. I think it's main competitor is going to be with the Amico honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So again, you already heard my thoughts about the Xbox. So I will leave it to you, David. All right. So uh, I think in terms of like Microsoft, I think they are actually going to do a full fledged console reveal during E3. I, I could I could definitely see them doing that just to kind of get like ahead of the crowd, because um, I don't believe that Sony is going to make a reveal per se, at least not like a physical reveal of what the console looks like. But they will talk about it and they will say as far as like what it's going to be like capable of since the information is basically out there anyway. Um, So I could see them doing that. But as far as what Microsoft is concerned, I I could see them trying to get a leg up on that, make that first reveal. This is what the console looks like. This is what we're going to be doing with it. The full fledged reveal, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of like my, my, my two cents, my, my quick two cents down and dirty two cents anyway. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I guess we'll see on that. It's very interesting, like how we all have like very like different opinions as far as like where, you know, like what these, um, you know, like what these big companies are going to be doing, like, you know, with their consoles and also with, with the Intellivision stuff too, because it's going to be really interesting to see like what kind of niche that they fill and if they can fill that niche, like 
uh, well enough in order to stay in business or if they'll go the way of Ouya. So we'll, you know, we'll kind of wait and see on that. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I did ask like a bunch of people, uh, you know, like, like uh, a bunch of listeners here uh, in regards to what they hope to see during E3. Uh, so Joshua Adkins says a new console. So definitely, uh, you know, a lot of console hype going on there. Uh, Chris Hodges says actual Metroid Prime 4 footage, which, um, you know, before I read the rest of his thing, that's definitely not going to happen because of the fact that they had to redo the entire project. So, um, so you know, sorry to burst your bubble, but that's absolutely not going to happen. Um, <laughs> otherwise, for Nintendo to finally just announce and confirm Prime Trilogy for Switch, and I think that will definitely happen, um, you know, as far as trying to... to uh, to mitigate as far as like the disappointment that fans would have like with Metro Prime 4 and having to wait uh, for probably a couple of years for that one. So, um, and beyond that, some concrete time splitters news would be at the top of my wish list. THQ Nordic so... did say they're releasing, they're revealing bunch of games before E3. So fingers crossed there. Yeah. So that could be one of them for sure. For sure. Uh, Joel, Mar- uh, Joel Mariano says Streets of Rage 4 on Switch or PS4, which I think is a safe bet. Mm, we um, need platforms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we might see like in passing as far as like the Nindies or like, you know, any of the like kind of like smaller titles or whatever that'll be in the showcase that they'll have like in the middle of the presentations or whatever. So I can certainly see it being announced, you know, in that regard. Uh, Thor Thorvaldson, who says Secret of Mana Collection for North America. We've for been seeing registrations. <laughs> Possible. That's true. That's true. And uh, I know this may be a long shot, but in, but new games for the 3DS. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, God. I wouldn't put uh, past them. <laughs> that, I mean... Yeah, it's, that would, that, I don't see, I'll see that happening. Yeah, I mean, I can see like some games being announced for it. I don't think you're going to get anything big. I, I feel like the last big game that came out for the 3DS we already got with uh, was a Kirby's Epic Yarn. The Persona yeah. Q2 right. came out today. That's oh, yeah, the that's last that's big one today. today. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that will be like the last like big game. But as far as like the last big like actual Nintendo game, um, it, was yeah. it, it, it was Kirby. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get Persona Q two, and I think Persona Q two will be the last major release for the three DS. Although limited sure. run games does have some big announcements. You never know. That's true. Yeah, you never know. We might get some Vita announcements. Who knows? Greg Miller might come out on a skateboard <laughs> with plain M and M's. You never know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Uh, Drew Curley, who says Smash Ultimate DLC announcements and Pokemon Sword and Shield info. So, well, actually, um, isn't the Pokemon safe. Um, Direct coming no, tomorrow? Coming. Uh, there is going to be a Pokemon Direct tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, oh, as week. of this recording, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we'll probably get like all the information that we're going to get from that, and we probably won't get much more Pokemon news. I think during E3, but. Uh, as far as like Smash Ultimate DLC announcements, I mean, I think we already kind of make mention as far as like with Banjo Kazooie possibly being in there with the you know partnership with uh, with Microsoft and also with like Battle Toads. I think would be a really cool addition. Although that's that's certainly more in the long shot kind of uh, kind of you know kind of territory, but I would love to see it for sure. Uh, there's also Colin Bennett who says Banjo Kazooie for Smash, as we mentioned, an update on Pikmin Four. Uh, which is mm. kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, so how likely do you guys think we're going to see Pikmin 4? I, I don't think so. From Nintendo? I don't think you hear it at all. Yeah. They're going to save know. something for it's next a, year. It's been in development for a long time. So you never know. That's true. You know, yeah. That's true. So a, a bit of, of a mixed bag it's there. like six years or something like that. Yeah. 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 And uh, it says the Prime Trilogy on Switch as well. So that's I, I think that's a big one for a lot of people. Uh, Samus Ripley, who says Doom, Wolfenstein, and secretly, Half Life Three. So <laughs> you never know. You never it's know. It's a pipe I mean, dream. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Game New World's just gonna show up and be like, "Hey, guy, I know you. I'm back." <laughs> He's gonna walk out into Devolver Digital stage, and now Serious Sam. Sorry, just messing with you guys. See you later. 
Right, 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 right. <laughs> all yeah. it needs to do is just put Half Life Three, and then in big bold letters, confirmed. And confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need, and it's on Steam right now. It's on the, it's on the Amico, guys. See it? Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. So some wishful thinking there, but you know, dare, dare to dream. Uh, so Rob Antonchik, who says not retro, but I want to see a release date for The Last of Us Two. So. We haven't mentioned anything about The Last of Us 2, and that's obviously a very huge title for PlayStation 4. Um, but it does seem likely, and this is like just based on like rumors I've been kind of hearing floating around there, that it's going to be delayed until quarter 1, 2020. I don't know if you guys heard about that. I'm, totally I'm cool fine with that. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Death Stranding is going to be Sony's big one for the holiday, so I'm good with yeah. that. Yeah, for November, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we'll wait and see on that. But, uh, yeah, it does seem likely it's going to be, like, uh, be, you know, be pushed back, so... Um, Aaron Otrin, who says, new Microsoft and Nintendo IPs. I hope the same for Sony at the next presser. They run, but they've created quite a few of this last generation. Uh, Microsoft and Nintendo cross-platform support for titles. So that's obviously a big one. Um, if that does get announced, I mean, I think that's going to like kind of take over the narrative really within the industry period. I mean, like, you know, as far as like Microsoft and Nintendo being in cahoots in that regard and Sony is going to, you know, going to be kind of like left, uh, you know, like w- with like the ball by themselves while the, while the cool kids go play in the backyard somewhere. So, um, so it's, it's going to be very interesting if that does happen, which it's seeming more and more likely as the days go, you know, pass on. Uh, and the last one I have here is from Jansen Jones, who says Final Fantasy VII Remake. So uh, we did recently get word that this project is still happening, yes. <laughs> um, which it's is good. It's a thing. It's, it, yes, it's still a thing for sure. Uh, do you think we'll get some Tifa gameplay? Yes. Mm, yeah. Unequivocally, mm, yes. Yeah. During that conference, I think you're going to see more of that. And I think you're going to see a little bit more Midgar in that presentation. That'd mm. be dope. It would be good too if they uh, if they you know if they uh, you know, wrap up any like you know questions that have been floating around there too as far as like if the game's still gonna be like episodic like how that's gonna work and like you know what what the game is gonna like you I know, think really they play like it's they still said episodic two, yeah they said two I think parts they, yeah. two parts yeah. okay interesting interesting so it's gonna be really interesting to see how that plays out and like and and and, and I guess too as well um, if if you know if, if you do have like the two parts and then later they have like a physical release with the, like the two discs just like how like, they had the three discs before in the PS one. <laughs> They actually revealed um, when the first disc ends. I'm not going to spoil it in case you haven't played a game 20 years ago. <laughs> but it's when the first disc ends on the original. I think you guys know what I'm talking about. They end yeah, at the same right. spot. So that should be yeah. right. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> so thank you to everyone there for, for, for sharing what you're most hyped about for E3 2019. And um, I guess we'll kind of like end this with, uh, you know, as far as like, what's like the one thing that we're most hyped for um, that could be announced? So like, you know, just like one succinct thing, just very brief. So again, we'll go Paris and up. So Paris, why don't you start off? Ah, I would just say again, Banjo, that for me, that would be the one thing they could announce on D3 this week that would completely surprise me and be my most anticipated thing. All right, Robert. I mean, I've already mentioned Battletoads gameplay, so I'll I'll take something out of left field. I would love to see a teaser. I know know we won't get it till next year, but I'd love to see a teaser for this Assassin's Creed Ragnarok Viking game. That's been rumored, because I'd love to see what kind of direction that takes and if it's incredibly bloody and shit. That'd be great. Just I, mean, I think it has to be right. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And yeah. whatever. I mean, obviously, we're not going to get like Beyond Good and Evil Two or Skull and Bones. So let's see what that has to offer. Maybe, maybe, maybe. it'd be really cool to see some Beyond Good and Evil Two. Yeah. Well, well, uh, I mean, they said they're doing like a separate stream for that. So. Oh yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. We'll see. Uh. So Tony. Yeah. I mean, I already said Final Fantasy Seven. Um. I'm gonna go with 
because we're talking about games that have been pretty much confirmed, right? Uh, Streets of Rage 4, I want to see more, man. And all that. Good stuff, good stuff. Yes. All right. Sounds good. Andre? Um, I want to see if the actual Secret of Mana collection actually makes makes it fruition. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I just want to see because I'm going to import the European one anyway, so I'm just like, just, can we get a can we get a, a U.S. version, please? Just, just I want to see that, and I want to see this. I hope they do that Jet, Jet Set Radio Future thing I've been hearing about. So, mm, all right, sounds good. Uh, Jake James, uh, I want a big surprise during E3, so I, I would love to see like maybe during the Microsoft conference, like Rocksteady reveals the game they're making. I think actually they're dope. not going to be at the show, so maybe that Court of Owls thing that WB Montreal is doing uh, that'll be cool. That'll yeah. be kind of cool. You know, yeah. something like that. But but I want a big surprise during the Series E3. Something to yeah, get but... everybody really excited. All right. Sounds good. Evan? You keep saying, you know, you want to see Jet Set Radio come back. I do too. But I see a full-on Jet Set Radio 3 actually mm. announced. Yeah. Yeah. That would be I a big surprise. If, I, want to, I want to see if M2 does the port, though. I hope they do. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, I think for me, it has to be Splinter Cell. I mean, I've just been waiting for a new Splinter Cell for so, so long. Uh, I just want to see like a return of this franchise in the worst way. And all the teases too with, uh, what was it like Ghost Recon Wildlands, like having, um, oh, yeah. yeah, like having like the return of like, the original voice actor for that, Mike, Michael Ironside, um, like back in there. So, uh, yeah, I would love to see a new Splinter Cell, Michael Ironside's back oh, in there. Man. Uh, have him, have him be like a, just a dirty old man, like just like a really dirt old <laughs> How dirty. dude. He's as like, dirty to- as possible. Like, Cause totally he, like, he's dirty or he's, like, he's, he's crawling, he's hey, crawling I, around I, I the dirt, you know, yeah, yeah, but uh, no, as as dirty as possible, but uh, just just like a dirt old guy, like just like really, really old, like he, he's like way past his prime, but he's doing like this one last mission or whatever, because like you know no one else can do what he does, or whatever, and just have that one last mission, basically. Um, <laughs> no country, a dirty mission, a dirty <laughs> mission, no country, no country, no country for yeah. Sam Fisher, man. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Splinter Cell <laughs> down and dirty. Down, down and dirty, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I guess, like, besides that, like, the one thing that would be, like, a complete surprise that would be, like, you know, I'd just be, like, going crazy on social media over it would be if, if a new Max Payne game was announced, but that's just me. Ooh, uh, I want that so bad. <laughs> so I'm, I'm throwing it out there, and, you know, in case it does happen, but... Uh, so, yeah, that, that's pretty much it right there. So, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll go from, uh, you know, from bottom to top again. So, uh, so, Paris, where can people go to find you online? Hang on, he's down and dirty. He's down and dirty. Yeah, he's down, he's, he's down those trenches. The Xbox body wash, man. The Xbox. Body wash. <laughs> he's like, my body is ready, Larry. Hurt. <laughs> that's, that's, where the, that's that's where the Danny secrets come from. Show me Xbox uh, Scarlet. Right, right. Xbox body wash. You stink, gamers. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Charles Bronson when we need him? Oh, Sponsor, sponsored by Major Nelson. <laughs> Paging Paris Lily. Paging Paris, Paris where you at, man? All right, go to GamerTagRadio.com. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, I guess we'll go, we'll go uh, from... Yeah, yeah. So where could people go like, to find you online, Evan? All right, so for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bash Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you are in a band and want to be featured on our No Borders, No Race podcast show, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbashbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter and on the J-Pop Video Games and Anime Amino pages at KingBabyDuckESH and on Tumblr at B3Crew.Tumblr.com. 
You can like us on facebook.com slash boss of Astrogate and facebook.com slash land of Ash. And don't forget about all the other sites under the land of Ash, including the Electric Sisterhood, Phil's Recap and Review, and Smashwork. And while I will not be at the LA Convention Center uh, next week for E3, I will be there the following month for Anime Expo. It'll be my first time there, and I am very excited to see uh, how this convention is going to compare to something like Anime Boston. It's mm. huge. I hear it's crazy, and they've already announced some really big people, including the creator of Akira, uh, Katsuhiro yeah. Otomo. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's going to be yeah. big. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. How are you there, Jake James? Where can people go to find you online? Well, I am in a ton of places, but you can find my work mostly over on thecoalition.com. That's www.thecoalition.com. The Coalition with a K. Not the guys make Gears of War. Let's just get that cleared up right now. Right <laughs> When's now. Gears 5, Jake James? Okay. <laughs> I want my perfect dark. I said I want my perfect dark. Man, forget Gears 5. Anyway, my point is, okay, you, you can find a lot of my work over on The Coalition. You can also find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash Gamers with Gains channel. That's where I put a lot of different video content reviews, uh, podcasts, and a whole bunch of other great stuff that I do over there. Uh, and you can also follow me on Twitter at Jake James Lugo now. You guys can follow me on Twitter. I will be at E3 the entire week. I'm actually flying out to LA on Saturday night. Uh, no EA play for me. You know, because I always, I, there's always a problem with EA Play. It's always crazy. So this year, they're doing things a little bit differently. So I'm not going to EA Play this year, but I will be at all the other conferences and at E3 on the showroom floor the entire week leading up to about Thursday, Friday. So that's going to be pretty cool. But you can also find me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Jake James Lugo, where I put a whole bunch of other great exclusive content that you guys could check out. So give me a follow, show some love. Homie, don't EA Play that. So, uh, <laughs> right. Andre, where can people go to find you online? <laughs> Uh, gamer.com. Uh, you can follow me, uh, new Otaku Man 5000 on Twitter, Otaku Man 5000 pretty much anywhere. Um, yeah, we just try to do big things. Uh, got a few new products coming in the, in the works, but uh, yeah, that's it. Just follow me at realtacogamer.com. All right, Tony. Yeah, man. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Romudeth, R-O-M-U-D-E-T-H. And in my bio, it's going to be links for all the stuff I do. Uh, Geek.com, Throwdown, and Tom's Guide. Uh, this week, uh, obviously, E3 is coming. So on Throwdown, my podcast, we're going to be doing our big pre-E3 special. I believe some of the guys here right now are going to be on this show. Um, I want in. You know, can I get in there? Yeah, yes, you can. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, yeah, we're gonna I wanna, be. I want a piece in there. Let me get in. Let me get in there. Put me in, coach. We're gonna talk shit about games down and dirty, down and dirty, down and dirty. Yeah, and then obviously we're gonna be doing uh, our live impressions of some of these conferences, so it should be fun. And then obviously, even though I'm not gonna be at E3, I will be covering the show, giving my impressions of what I saw. So you know. I'm always promoting my shit on Twitter, so just you know, go there and you'll um, you know, you'll find everything again. Romudeth, R O M U D E T H. All right, and Paris, where can people go to find you online, or are you not? Uh, you can ah, yes. find there. You are. Are. There he is. Man. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go yeah, away from it and clean up with the Xbox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> body yeah with the Xbox body wash. Yeah, <laughs> you can find me over at GamertagRadio.com. Oh, that's our podcast. Uh, you can also. Uh, find me on Twitter at Vicious696. We're also on Twitch. So it's twitch.tv forward slash Gamertag Radio. And uh, you can find me on my YouTube channel. And that is my name, Paris, P-A-R-R-I-S. And you can find the ArcCast on Twitter at ArcPodcast. Same thing for Facebook, facebook.com slash ArcPodcast. And you can find me on Twitter at the Guilty Man. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash the DCD. And I will have some news over the next few weeks where I will be working again. So stay tuned for that. You can find my work at godhategeeks.com as well as mmogames.com. 
And please be sure to check out our partner site, Don't Feed the Gamers, at don'tfeedthegamers.com. That is run by our good friend, Leanna Ruppert, where her team gives fan-centric news and reviews in gaming. If you'd like to send us any feedback, opinions, retro games, or topics for us to cover, or anything at all, really, you can email us at argcast at retrozap.com. And be sure to check out retrozap.com for all sorts of other amazing podcasts. It's your home away from home if you're crazy about Star Wars or pop culture in general. There is also us with Argcast, so be sure to find us on iTunes, subscribe, give us five stars, and tell your neighbors. We're also on Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, so there is absolutely no reason to not follow another retro gaming podcast. And that is episode 163 in the books, our ARG3 episode in the books. Until next time, keep it retro. We will have more E3 impressions soon. And if you do see Paris at the show, turn around and walk the other way. You're getting down and dirty with those insults. But but go up to him and ask him about Danny's secrets. Just do it. <laughs> I don't mm. know why. Just... Mm. Easter eggs, yeah. <laughs> yeah Easter eggs. <laughs> Let me push our owl eggs. Oh, there you go, there you go. <laughs> but if you are going to the show, be nice. Don't steal all the swag and Bathe, will you? I'm not just talking to Paris. I'm talking about everybody who's going to the show. Please. Xbox body wash. Use it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should be giving it out like at the, at the entrance. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yo, by and, the way, uh, Nintendo has hand sanitizer at their booth. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, there you go. Well, there that you go. means yeah. you don't want everybody just touching your Switch. You. Yeah. <laughs> Switch <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, please, guys. I mean, there's a reason that they have to swap out the Joy-Cons. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> we will see you in the next episode. Catch you later. Peace. What's up, everybody? My name's Garrett Morlang. Hey, everybody. I'm JJ Prudhomme. And we are the Super Gamer Boys. And we are the preeminent video game podcast in the entire world. We are trying to take over the world with all of our comedy, with news and whatnot. And we are so excited to be members of the HP Video Game Podcast Network. Yes, we bring you uh, all the news you want to know every week. We bring you movie reviews, game reviews, uh, and all the goofs you want to hear. So come check us out every Wednesday on your favorite podcast service. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.